Thank you for joining us today at the sanctuary for this wonderful Pentecost Sunday. I'm excited to see how God is going to minister to us today as our hearts are fixed and open to him. I believe God's going to touch. I believe God is going to minister and I believe that his presence is already here. Amen. So I'm thankful that you have tuned in today and I'm thankful to see what the Lord will do in this service here today. Amen. We're continuing our sermon series entitled Faith Over fear. Now we have been examining the lives of some pretty spectacular individuals, individuals such as Abraham and Moses, Rahab, and even Joshua, who accomplished amazing things for God. These are people who experienced fear just like you and me, but they didn't allow fear to paralyze them. These folks became known as heroes of the faith. The reason is because their faith in God was greater than the fears of just letting go, of surrendering control or making a name for themselves or even playing it safe. What we see throughout the biblical text is that their lives show us how faith over fear is always the best path. And I promise you this, if you will open your heart to receive the Lord, if you'll open your heart to the Lord today, you will find that God is always stretching us, but he's got more than enough power for us to do anything he's called us to do. Amen and amen and amen. I hope you've been able to enjoy this wonderful stretch of Texas weather where it still feels comfortable enough to, to be outside. And here's the thing, now that it's been warming up at our household and in our backyard, we have been seeing geckos all over the place. But the funny thing is, we just never know how many geckos there really are because they're always changing color. Last week, now, there was this huge, bright green gecko in the backyard. I mean, he was, of course, not only just green, but he was super fast. He'd be on the fence, and then he'd be on some rocks, and then he just wouldn't see him for a while. After a few minutes, he'd forget about him. Until, that is, my wife went to sit on a lounge chair in said backyard. Now, she looked down and saw this long brown tail kind of, you know, creeping out under the cushion. And as you can imagine, she jumped, she screamed. The gecko had climbed in between the cushion and the lounge chair. I mean, he stuck right in between. And he is that exact same brown color as the cushions. Let me tell you this, his desire to blend into almost anything in that backyard. It almost cost him his life that day. I feel like there's a word to the wise that this gecko's testimony tells us today. Amen? That we shouldn't be necessarily desiring to blend into everything around us. Today I'd like to talk about a hero of faith who we know very little about, but we do know is that he is a very special individual. And what we do know of him is that he's pretty remarkable and that fear never held him back from living for God. He didn't mind standing out in the crowd for doing what was right. 
He left an incredible testimony of what happens when you boldly follow God above everything that exalts itself against him. Genesis chapter 5 and verse 21 begins this way. Enoch lived 65 years and begat Methuselah. He begat Methuselah. Enoch walked with God 300 years and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Enoch were 365 years. And Enoch walked with God and he was not, for God took him. Let's read what Hebrews chapter 11 shares with us because it tells a little bit more about the life of Enoch. In Hebrews 11 verses 5 and 6, by faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. But before he had taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. And verse 6, very powerful passage of scripture. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Amen. And so for a few brief moments today, we're going to speak on this subject. Fear over faith. Walking with God. Walking with the Lord. The Genesis account, it tells us Enoch walked with God and he was not. And just in case we didn't quite understand what that meant, Hebrews 11, it makes it more plain for us. One day he's there and the next thing you know, God takes him. That's pretty wild, right? I mean, Enoch didn't actually die. And if you read why, it's even more interesting. It's because he pleased the Lord. Which, of course, begs the question, was he the only person that pleased God? Because we don't read about many others that were taken to heaven in this manner. In fact, we only see this happening to one other person in Scripture, and that is the prophet Elijah. Now, Enoch walked with God. He pleased the Lord. Folks, there's nothing better that can be said of us, right? This is the greatest testimony that we could ever have. I mean, wouldn't that be the best epitaph you could place on someone's tombstone? The irony is that Enoch didn't even need a tombstone. His name literally means disciplined or committed one. Enoch is one of those obscure, mysterious characters in the Bible. Not much is said about his life, but what is said is, very powerful and certainly very convicting. What stands out is that the Bible says that Enoch was a man who walked with God. Now, if you're like me, I'm sure you're pretty curious to know, well, what makes Enoch so special? Why did God decide that Enoch didn't have to experience death? I mean, we understand that he pleased the Lord, but why was he included in the heroes of faith? I mean, we've already heard about all these others and what they had to overcome and how their faith carried them to do mighty exploits in the Lord. But for Enoch, what was his legacy? Well, to get answers to these questions, we have to look to another passage of Scripture tucked away 
in the book of Jude, we're told more of the life of Enoch, that he is the seventh generation from Adam. He's the great grandfather of Noah. Enoch was, in fact, a preacher of the true faith. He preached against false prophets. He preached against wicked ways. That's what's going on. I mean, the earth's population during that time was very wicked leading up to the flood. And so despite an ungodly society that surrounded Enoch, Enoch kept his life pure and his faith in the Lord was a beacon of light to a world of darkness. So let's read that together in Jude chapter 1 verses 14 and 15. Now Enoch the seventh from Adam prophesied about these men also saying behold the Lord comes with ten thousand of his saints to execute judgment on all to convict all who are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have committed in ungodly ways and of all the harsh things which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Enoch held firmly to the one true God of Scripture. He believed that his life didn't comprise of the things of this world alone, but our citizenship is of heaven as we eagerly await the return of Jesus Christ. Even more convincing is the fact that Enoch walked with God in the midst of this ungodly culture. And so instead of caving into pre-pressure and living for the things of this world, by God's grace, Enoch walked with the Lord. I want us to notice something pretty neat here. The most famous verse in the heroes of faith, one of the most quoted verses in all of Scripture is this verse that's directly linked to Enoch and the faith that he walked in. In Hebrews chapter 11, verses 5 and 6, it shares, By faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. God wants you to know that if you desire to please him above all else, walk in faith. Above all else, we must walk in faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please the Lord. I'm talking about faith in action. I'm talking about living out our faith. It cannot just simply be mental assent. We've got to put some feet to our faith today. James 2 and 17 shares, Oh, but do you know, O oh foolish man, that faith without works is dead. I wonder what our lives would look like if we put feet to our faith today. Instead of being weighed down by the boulders of fear, I promise you this Enoch's life was not controlled by fear. He was devoted to the task of living out God's message. We can rest assured that Enoch's walk lined up with his talk. And so, in other words, he talked the talk and he walked the walk without any fear. He was going to do what God called him to do, no matter what anybody else did. That's why we find that he was pleasing to God. Can I tell you that living to please oneself 
that it leads to an empty life? Oh, now it's, you know, might be fun for a season, right? But that becomes pretty short-lived. And living for other people, well, that can lead to a very frustrated life. I believe today we must call ourselves and shake ourselves to live a life that is pleasing to our creator. Amen. Enoch pleased God because his faith was not simply in what he felt in his heart. Enoch lived faith around the people that were around him. He lived it out in a society that didn't even want to hear about it. A society that probably isn't too much different than our own today. Enoch showed us what it means to live in the world, but not be of the world. To live in the world, but not be of the world. This reminds us of what the Apostle Paul shares with us in Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. When I think about something that conforms to something else, my mind drifts a little bit and I think about water. Well, if you pour water into a glass, for instance, it conforms to the shape of the container. Water has no substance in itself. In its liquid state, it has no ability but to conform. We can't be conformed to this world and the things that are a part of this world. We're called to be more like Jesus Christ and not like our society. That means that we're called, look, we're not called to condemn the world. No, far from it. In fact, we're called to be as Christ, knowing that the brighter the lights, the darker the night will shine forth with his grace and goodness today. Amen. The Lord's light will shine forth through us, no matter how dark the night might be. And the more people will be drawn to Jesus' goodness through us. It was Corey Tenboom. Brave woman who hid Jews from the Nazis during World War II. She shared this. It's not my ability, but my response to God's ability that counts. It's not about me. It's about God doing his work through me. And that's how he will receive the glory. The more we allow God to transform us, the more he can move through us today. When God wants to change a nation, he transforms a church. When God wants to reach a community, he changes a life. Believe me when I tell you, now is the time for transformation in our church and in our lives today. If there's ever been a time for the church to be the church, this is it. This is the moment that we need to be more like Jesus, to stand up and choose to be on the Lord's side, to push aside what seems to be right to others and pursue his kingdom. This is our time. This is the time to stand for the Lord. God is looking for a church to rise up and do the impossible. And I'm not just talking about miracles, signs, and wonders. I'm talking about standing up and calling this world to repent. I'm talking about turning our attention and turning our attention around to others and then turning the attention of the world to the only thing that can save us today. Jesus Christ, the blood that was shed on Calvary, his blood shed so that we might have life 
through him. God is looking for an Enoch, someone who won't be conformed to the thoughts and ways of the world, someone who will leave their footprint on a society that is desperate for direction, showing the way for people to follow, stepping out in obedience to whatever God calls us to do and trusting him to do it. All too often, we're guilty of not pursuing the calling God has for us. Because the riskiest thing we've ever done is ride a roller coaster at some amusement park. When was the last time you thought about doing something radical for God? When was the last time you had a burden about the spiritual condition of your community or of your world? Here's what Enoch's life tells us. You can't please God when you're controlled by the opinions of others. You can't please God when we are controlled by the opinions of others. When we're so fearful that we might stand out or be different from somebody else, how can we then be salt and light that God is calling us to be? When your main goal in life is not to make waves, don't expect to go anywhere. When you're consumed with fitting in, Please don't expect to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Why? Because light is called to shine brightly. Amen. We're not called to be dimmed by the darkness. In fact, the darker it is, the brighter that true light always shines. The challenges you face today are pushing you into your God-given destiny. You are more than what you have been settling for today. God says that I have a purpose and a plan for your life. I'm going to take what the enemy wanted to use for bad and transform it for your good. Rejoice not against me, my enemies, for when I fall, I shall arise. Amen. I'm believing God to bring me out of the fire today, to bring me out of the flood. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ, I'm no longer going to allow my circumstances to hold me back. I am putting my place in the Lord by trusting in his divine ways in my life. Amen. I'm pulling myself into God's purpose today. I choose faith over fear. God's hand is going to deliver every one of you today, right now, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And amen. Do you want to walk with God? To have faith that pleases the Lord. He's calling each of us to follow his plan for our lives, to give him our time, talent, and treasure, to give him the best part of us today. He's calling us to tune out the naysayers of the world and boldly walk in faith, knowing that God is and that he is a rewarder of those who will diligently follow him, those who will passionately pursue his will and ways in their life. If God said it, I will believe it. I'm not looking at my situation. I am looking to my redeemer. I'm not looking to my problem. I am looking to my solution. I'm not celebrating where you are, but I'm celebrating your future in the name of Jesus Christ. Today is not the day to give in to fear. Today is not the day to surrender to the temptations of Satan or to follow the crowd. Don't allow others to determine your God-given destiny. 
ready. Today is the day to follow after Jesus Christ and allow him to be Lord in your life. Amen. Amen. Oh, just can we take a moment and lift our hands right where we are as we begin to close the sermon out. Let's just thank him for his goodness and his grace. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 I want to have the same testimony Enoch had. That my faith in God pleased him. That I walk in faith over fear. That I stood up for what was right in God's sight. That I was transformed by the Spirit of the Lord, not conformed to this world. Sometimes in life, we just don't know what to do, where to go, who to turn to. The storms of life may be raging all around us today. Darkness may cloud our vision. Don't get blinded by the pressure to give up or to give in. Let me encourage you to take a stand for Jesus. Because if you will take a stand for him, he will take a stand for you. He has the power over everything that comes into your life. God is calling you right now to act on that faith that's bubbling up within your heart, within your mind and soul today. To commit to follow him completely right here and right now. And so as we prepare to pray, I imagine everybody under the sound of my voice can probably do a better job of walking in faith and not be ruled by fear. Whether you've lived for God for 40 years or this is the first time you've heard about him, this is your opportunity to surrender your life to the Lord, to walk in his ways. We're going to pray together in just a moment and commit to conform to God and his plans for our life and not conform to the world. If you've never given your heart to God before, you can pray and surrender right now. Have you asked Jesus to forgive you of your sins so that Jesus Christ can be Lord of your life? God wants to fill you with the baptism of his Holy Spirit today. If you need to give your life to the Lord, we want to pray with you. Maybe God has shown you what you need to do, but you need some courage to do it, to step out toward what God is trying to do in your life. Why don't you commit to do that right where you are right now? Maybe you need God to show you his will for a specific situation that you're facing right now. You desire God to guide you if that is your concern, is that is where your heart is today. God is here and God is right where you are and he hears the prayers of his people. Our prayer team is available to pray for you right now. If you'll click the Zoom link in the comments, you'll be directed to someone who will pray with you one-on-one. -on -one. Would you join me in prayer right now as we begin to consecrate our lives to the Lord, dedicate ourselves to Him, and ask Jesus Christ to be Lord of all? Dear Lord, we thank you, God, for this day. We celebrate, God, all that you have done and all that you're about to do in every life and every heart, every person that's hearing, Lord, this message. Jesus, I pray that you will work in their heart. Lord Jesus, we surrender our lives to you. We believe in you. We trust in you with our future. God, forgive us of our sins right now. Lord, make us your own right now. Lord, we commit ourselves to you. We refuse to walk in the paths of this world. Lord, we refuse to follow after anything but you. Do what you 
you can in us now. We ask, Lord, that you will forgive us, Lord. Transform us now. Fill us to overflowing with your spirit. Baptize us again. Transform us from the inside out. Lord, we praise this all. Lord, we pray it all in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We praise your mighty name and ask, Lord, let your will be done right now in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Amen. We're going to spend some time in worship right now. If you surrounded your life to Jesus, would you reach out and let us know about it? Because I believe that there is more for you. We want to help you take the next step in your faith. We'd love to baptize you in the precious name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. We would love to pray with you so that you too can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Evidence was speaking in tongues. A true book of Acts experience is available for you today. Please fill out a connect card on our website. Let us know how we can support you in your faith journey. I believe that God is just getting started in your life today. Amen. And he is going to do an amazing work through your life. Let's continue to walk in faith. Amen. Let's continue to worship him right now and trust that Jesus Christ is Lord of all and that he will give us faith over fear in Jesus mighty name.